Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. Sports Net 590 Fans. I'm your host, Wendell, speaking to you after Toronto Raptors. Uh, a very shorthanded version of Toronto Raptors lose by a score of 112 to 98 against the Brooklyn Nets. Um, the, the second quarter was good. I think that's the good news. The second quarter was actually quite strong for the Raptors. Defensively, they were very solid. They held Brooklyn to eight points within a 10 minute span. Uh, and the Raptors are able to sort of, you know, push themselves back into the game, take the lead at times. But this was always going to be a really, really rough game just based off of the number of players available for the Raptors. I mean, when you look at the injury list, you are not surprised at the results or even the, uh, the process of how the Raptors played this game. You don't have Pascal. You don't have Fred, who was ruled out uh, before the game. Um, you know, he's been playing off late, but, you know, he's apparently still suffering from that same illness, and it's it's just really tough to see. It kind of really explains his sort of up-and-down performances, um, even when he's played. And then Scotty Barnes, uh, who was ruled as questionable uh, coming into the game, also ruled out uh, he's got, you know, something wrong with his knee, uh, and then on top of the fact that Pascal remains out, Precious remains out, Delano remains out, like the Raptors came into this game with 10 guys and they played all 10 of those guys. Uh, maybe not all, um, in during the important moments, you know, Kem got a short look in the first half and then didn't come back in until garbage time in the fourth. And then Ron Harper Jr. only played in the, the bit of garbage time at the end there. But, you know, you knew the Raptors were in for a tough night. And I thought, honestly, credit to them, um, they tried being creative. They tried their usual stuff. Like, you know, Nick was asked before the game, you know, is there any part of you as a coach that kind of enjoys or relishes the idea of um, coming in to play a, a team where you don't have your full complement of players? And, and Nick was very frank, and he said, no, I don't enjoy this at all. Maybe once in a while you sort of like the challenge as a coach, but, you know, obviously not on a consistent basis. But I, I thought he came in and tried to be creative, like, the Raptors, off the jump ball, double-teamed the Nets. They double-teamed Ben Simmons in the backcourt off a jump ball. When have you ever seen that? Off an opening tip, an immediate uh, uh, double-team, right? But that's the stuff that the Raptors was on. And the Raptors actually got the steal there. They just unfortunately weren't able to finish the play in transition. But, you know, they were trying to be creative. Box and one, you know, shortly into the game. They were getting on the offensive glass. The Nets had to call the first time out, but... You know, as soon as the Nets settled in and the Nets settled into this game for, for various grooves, I thought the first quarter, Ben Simmons moving the ball really helped the Nets, um, you know, offset some of those traps the Raptors were setting. The Raptors were at least forcing some turnovers, but Brooklyn was making everything in the first uh, quarter. Then the third quarter, Kyrie goes off for 19 points in the quarter, was making every jumper possible. And obviously, Kyrie is just one of the most gifted scorers this game has ever seen, and he made it look so easy. Whereas on the other end, the Raptors offensively just made it look like such a huge struggle. Like at one point in the fourth quarter, Thad Young was getting into, ready, ready to check back into the game. And Thad was the only Raptor who actually shot a decent percentage tonight. Uh, he shot 6 of 10 from the field. Thad was getting ready to check in. And I was looking at the box score, and I was thinking, wait, Outside of Thad, what's everyone else on the Raptors shooting right now? And I did the quick numbers, and the rest of the Raptors at that time were shooting a combined uh, 24 for 80, which is 30%. So Thad Young shot 6 of 10. Everyone else was shooting 30%. And it was a struggle for the Raptors offensively, uh, which you can expect. You're Without most of your main creators, your most your, your main point guards, and you know you're kind of down to what you got. 
And, you know, of course, the Raptors got uh, some nice stretches from OJ Anobu. There's no doubt about that. I thought he was the player of the half for the Raptors in the first half. And he had a stretch there in the first quarter where, you know, he did really well. A hard drive at Nick Claxton, put him under the basket, missed the first shot, but OG gets his own put back. OG hard drive uh, hits Coloco in the dunker spot. You know, Coloco misses, but uh, he gets his own rebound and, and gets fouled on the on the on the attempt at the putback. Then OG hard drive post up scores a layup over Nick Claxton. Then OG steal and dunk. Then OG finds Juancho Hernan Gomez for a cut. He gets blocked, but Chris Boucher is there for the putback. OG with a hard drive and one hook over Sumner. Uh, OG attacks KD. Up fake, lifts two defenders, finishes at the layup with with a step through, and then OG with a drive to a corner kick out to Jeff Dowden Jr. for three. So OG had like a stretch there in the first quarter. Now, the, the issue with the first quarter was Raptors just didn't play well enough defensively. The Nets really settled in and just moved the ball beautifully, and the Raptors were sort of just... It, it, some of that was just like, you know, the Raptors were chasing in rotation. Some of that was also just the Raptors weren't matched up. Like, they come down the floor, the Nets aren't even pushing the ball, and for some reason, Malachi Flynn's... Uh, picking up, you know, Ben Simmons. Like, that's a clear mismatch that you don't want to give up because then you have to double Ben Simmons to build the floor, and he's always looking to pass it. So, of course, he's going to find the open shooter, stuff like that. Guys getting, you know, uh, back cut for layups. You know, just defensively, the Raptors just weren't there. They were sort of selling themselves short because offensively, at least they could kind of keep some semblance of scoring in, in the first quarter. But second quarter, I thought they did a lot better. Um, you know, they brought in uh, their bench unit. Uh, I think Thad with that bench unit, you know, was really able to bring in a sense of direction, a sense of purpose to the offense. A lot of it was get it into the post to Thad, let him make decisions, let him attack. You know, the Nets do have small guys, and the Nets are a team defensively where their principle is switch everything, right? And that means that, yes, Kyrie will be on in the post against bigger players, or yes, like Edmund Sumner or Cam Thomas, like these kind of smaller guards. Or even even Joe Harris would be on quote unquote more primary scorers for the Raptors, and so you know that's that's not um, that's not always the best offense to sort of try to go at guys one on one. But at the same time, those are the advantages presented to you by the defense. Raptors had to go through them, and yeah, they did a good job of going through Thad in the post. You know, working through different other players. OG was in the post some as well, and you know more importantly, they're able to come back and defend. Now, I think the Nets were also pretty cold from three in the second quarter. But at the same time, the Raptors were flying around. They were, they were, they were contesting shots. Uh, you know, I thought they did a really good job. And to be honest, the Nets' ball movement wasn't as good in the second quarter as well. Like, I think, you know, Ben not playing a lot of the second quarter, I think, kind of uh, helped on that front. But, you know, I, I think guys were really just kind of making a concerted effort there. You know, Gary uh, had a nice stretch there for himself where he, he, he hit a mid-range jumper off the dribbles, contested, but he made it. We know he can make those. You know, Wancho got in for a putback. Around two defenders tipped the ball in. You know, Gary with the pull-up three. Then Gary with the mid-range jumper where he sort of faked one way, then spun over back on the other shoulder, and then hit a fadeaway jumper there. Then Wancho, you know, um, collects another steal. Then there's a play where I thought Thad was amazing, where he was guarding the post. Then they did a dribble handoff. Then Thad switched out to the perimeter. Then he kind of kept Russell O'Neal on the perimeter, pressured the ball, and forced him into a bad shot at the end of the clock. Nowhere close. Raptors get the rebound. They push it. You know, uh, they don't get anything initially, but Thad gets, you know, a cross match to Kyrie in the post. They find Thad in the post. Thad drives, um, draws a double team, and then he finds Wancho cutting for a layup. Like, there were a lot of good sequences there for the Raptors in the second quarter. 
And, you know, it was just looking good. And, and guys were coming in and, and making contributions. I thought Jeff Doughton gave them something in that second quarter. Not a lot. I think he probably could look for his offense a little bit more. But at the same time, when I'm looking at it, like, you know, um, he's also a guy who is coming in, obviously, you know, from the G League. He's on the two-way deal, so he's going to come back and forth. But on a game where guys are, are, are really shorthanded, you want to see him take the same approach that he would in the G League, which is to attack and look for a shot. I thought he did a decent jump, uh, job there. Hit an and one jumper through the contact, made the jumper anyway. Was nice to see. Um, and then, of course, the play of the game for the Raptors, at least, was OG and Obi uh, off a of steal. Thad Young pushes ahead to OG. OG has, you know, KD one on one in transition, and OG just goes strong to the cup and just flushes it over KD. Like, I mean, it, it was such a great play. You got the bench, you know. Uh, off their feet, you know, Scotty, Delano, Justin, all three of those guys injured, but, uh, you know, they're, they're all super hype on that play as you would be because OG just dunked on KD. Uh, then you had another play where OG steals the ball, finds Gary up ahead for an and one finish and transition. Then Thad steals the ball. Gary pushes uh, the break, doesn't make the shot, but Thad's there for the putback. Then you got OG forcing KD into a tough jumper, Gary leaking ahead and, and gets fouled. And, and that put the Raptors in a position where they're only down one point going into halftime or, or and it, it was it was something where you could not have asked for a better outcome than that based on sort of the, the Raptors and, and who they had available but you know at the same time um, we've also seen this pattern with the Raptors this season where they don't come on strong in the third quarter to be honest I think some of it at least here at Scotiabank Arena I, I, I would blame it partially on the atmospheric um, you know, conditions, I would say that it's just the crowd is so dead at the start of the third quarter. It's half empty. Um, you know, there's a lot of people at the concession. I understand their lineups are long. Obviously, people are, you know, trying to use the washroom, trying to get concessions or whatever. Uh, but, you know, it, it's just for whatever reason, whether it's inefficiency or just people kind of milling about, you know, the crowd's quite empty at the start of the third quarter. There's a very much lack of energy. And you know what? To be honest, the, the Raptors got to motivate themselves, right? Like, you know, it's not just like, you know, okay, the crowd's quiet, so we're not going to play hard. But, you know, I, I think that the Nets certainly came out with a strong push. I think they probably told themselves, like, hey, look, you know, this is a game we have to win. We just lost to a shorthanded opponent in Philadelphia. We need to take this game against the Raptors. And, you know, uh, they came out with a hard push, and Kyrie was really starting to go off. You know, he was making all sorts of tough shots. Some of the shots he was making is just like, you, I mean, it's like contested pull-up jumpers, you know, and one step back over Gary Trent. Like, it, it, it's 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 nasty. And some of that was also just like the Raptors continuously double-teaming KD, which actually worked pretty well in the first half. You know, they they, they were able to force KD uh, into five turnovers and only six shot attempts. Um, so there were good outcomes from that. And, of course, a lot of those uh, turnovers were, were live ball turnovers where the Raptors were able to pick off the pass and anticipate the rotations. I think Wancho had three steals all in the first half alone, so he did a good job of that. But, you know, the second half, I think the Nets did a better job of preparing, okay, so this is how they're going to double us. You know, this is where the traps are coming from. To, this is who we need to be in which spots. And that's where I thought Ben Simmons was a huge key for the Nets in that third quarter where he was able to sort of cut, get in between the spaces, play four on three, and and not in the same way as Draymond, but then again, it, it is similar in the sense that like you're trapping a, a wing at the top of the floor because you're so afraid he's going to shoot. They find a cutter in the middle of the floor who's able to then put some pressure at the basket, but then ultimately makes the next pass out, whether it's to Kyrie for three or to Cam Thomas for three or to whoever. And I thought Ben's passing was was really good. And meanwhile, the Raptors just struggled to score. Like there weren't a lot of offense to, to go to. Um, there was a lot of 
you know, just empty sequences, I would have to say. Like, um, you know, you had the occasional Thad hook shot. You had a Coloco tip in, put back. You got a Gary Trent pick and roll drive, you know, through contact finish at the basket, no call. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, you know, the Raptors just also weren't as focused. Like, some of it was sure, for sure. Like, when you see Kyrie make some of those shots, you're like, damn, I can't believe they're so talented or whatever, right? They make it look so easy. The Raptors don't have that scoring ability. But at the same time, some of it is also in their control. Just because the Raptors are shorthanded doesn't mean they can't execute, right? And, and you, if they don't make the shots, but they're executing and they make the right passes, you know, you can't fault them too much. Sometimes that happens, right? You watch the Canada game today in the World Cup. Like, okay, you know, you you, you make the right plays, you take the right shots, you don't finish. Sometimes that happens, right? But you don't really blame them too much for that uh, other than just, you know, a little bit of regret that you didn't take that game. But, like, in this game, the Raptors, so, so Nick calls timeout after the Nets go up 11, shortly after, like, let's say two, maybe three minutes, at most three minutes into the second, or into the second half, right? So Nick calls timeout. They drop a play. And and the Raptors can't even bring the ball up. Like it's Gary Chen Jr. trying to bring the ball up against uh, against Ben Simmons, and he gets poked from behind, and he loses the ball. The Nets go the other way and dunk the ball. Like that, that after a timeout, that cannot be the execution, right? And that there's no that's not to blame on oh Pascal's not there or Fred, or Fred's not there or Scotty's not there. You just you need to like do the bare minimum. And I think there were times in the first quarter and especially in that third quarter, the Raptors weren't even doing the bare minimum. And that's going to put you in a hole, especially against a team like Brooklyn, who obviously have a lot of offensive talent to really burn you. But then again, you can't fully fault them either because the Raptors were playing in the half court and it, it just was really tough. You know, they, they couldn't really generate open threes. Uh, even the threes that they were taking were pretty contested. I thought, um, you know, that there wasn't like a consistent force for the Raptors to sort of go through. I think Brooklyn did a better job of like um, closing in on OG's driving lanes. Like I described, like OG had a great first quarter and had a great stretch there where he was doing so much damage driving to the cup. While the Nets really cut him off a lot of the time, I thought KD was on OG a lot, forced him into a lot of really awkward moments. And, you know, that was kind of it. Like I, I just, uh, it, it was just the Raptors would take a bad, uh, like a hard, bad shot on their end, the Nets would go in transition. They'd either find Kyrie or they'd just score in transition, or they would give it to KD, invite the trap, pass it over the top to Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons makes a move towards the basket, fakes the Raptors out of position, then kicks it for a three or finds a driver or cutter. Or honestly, like, you know, eventually the Raptors were starting to stay more at home, and then Ben Simmons just had wide open lanes to the basket to our dunk. So the rotations weren't really there for the Raptors, which is what I'm trying to say, but... You know, that, that's where the, the separation started happening. And sort of through three quarters, it was pretty clear what was happening. The Raptors were going to lose that game, and they just didn't have the offensive firepower to sort of come back. And that's where, when you look at this game, a couple of things stand out. Number one, obviously, the ball movement, right? It's very, very different level of ball movement. Now, of course, it helps to be, to, to be moving the ball more when you're always double teaming one guy, right? As the Raptors were to KD. And look, that works in the, to the degree in, in, in the case that, like, KD only takes 10 field goal attempts, uh, and has you know a bunch of turnovers uh, and is limited to twelve points, which is probably a season low. But at the same time, you know when they're able to move the ball around and sort of make the next pass. When you look at the Nets, they're not a team that necessarily you would want to blitz and trap all the time because of the fact that in their starting lineup, Royce O'Neal functions as a point guard for them. Kyrie obviously can handle the ball. Ben Simmons can handle the ball. There's a lot of point guards on that team, and they have a lot of shooters as well, especially when they start to bring in some of their bench guys. And that's where you know what. Okay, fine. You want to trap the ball. You want to get the ball to someone who can't really make plays. 
Ben Simmons can make plays. Like, if anything, you're helping Ben Simmons by allowing him to play with a numerical advantage and then allowing him to make the right passes. He's going to do that a lot. He's a really good passer, right? So uh, that part's tough. But, like, I think the Raptors' ball movement offensively just wasn't that strong. I think part of that was Brooklyn was bigger than them. Um, there were a lot of tip-outs where the Raptors just weren't able to sort of control the ball. Uh, and even simple passes where they were just trying to go point to wing or you know, maybe dump it into the post. A lot of those were deflected out to be turnovers, and a lot of those are live ball turnovers where, you know, the Nets are able to finish uh, on the break and get easy opportunities. But the other thing, too, is just, like, half-court creation for the team is, is just really tough because outside of, like, Thad giving you some post layups um, and a couple of really nice pickouts for the pass, what are you really doing in the half-court? It's OG driving to the bucket. Eventually, teams are going to close that off. Uh, and force him to sort of beat you in other ways. He hasn't really been able to do so. He's only made one three in the last three games here. Uh, and then it's other guys, right? And what Gary Trent, 6-19 from the field, had to force a lot of his offense. Sometimes he was able to score, and he has an ability to make contested shots. But at the same time, you know, um, you know, uh, a contested shot is still a contested shot, right? How many of those are you ultimately going to make and, and, and actually finish in, in those sort of opportunities? Meanwhile, I think the other thing that was really key in this game was Malachi wasn't able to get free. Now, it was, it was a great start to the game for Malachi, who I think had the first basket of the game for the Raptors where he uh, where he uh, switched up on KD and then did a little crossover and stepped back for three, and I was very impressed with the seed. Then he hit another three as well, and it was like, oh, wow, okay, you know, you know Malachi looks like he's going to continue doing what he's been doing of late, which is being aggressive on offense and scoring and, and making plays rest of the game, it, it was really tough. Like, you know, if you had to guess between who made, who took tougher shots, Malachi or Gary, the, the answer is both of them took tough shots. Like, the fact that they took 29 shots between the two of them as your starting backcourt, I would say, like, probably 20 of those were tough shots. 20 of those were contested. 20 of those were ones where, you know, they were just trying to get something up or, or force their offense to get going. And, and that's just... It's understandable for sure. Like, again, it's understandable, right? Their offensive load wouldn't be this heavy or this high in a normal circumstance where they have guys sort of setting up shots for them. But at the same time, when you when you see the, the team in a, in a position where they really are shorthanded, what you need is for someone, those guys, to sort of step up and do a little bit more the way Thad Young's been able to do, uh, the way OG's been able to do at times. And you just didn't see that at all from either of those two guys. You know, you really needed it. And I think you probably really needed it from Malachi because, look, the simple fact is, yes, Brooklyn – you know, they, they have some bigger defenders on the interior. Like, I wouldn't say a KD, Ben Simmons, and Nick Claxton front court is small. That's bigger than the Raptors front court when everyone's healthy, right? But at the same time, like, you know, they do have smaller guards, right? You want to see Malachi go out of Kyrie Irving. You want to see Malachi go out of Cam Thomas. You know, some of these guys in their rotation where you can – even Patty Mills coming off the bench, although he didn't really play a lot of minutes tonight. Like, those are kind of guys that you can kind of go at, especially as a smaller guard – and just Malachi wasn't able to create those type of shots. And and of late, he's been playing well, so you don't want to hold it against him. But at the same time, this is a big opportunity. They really needed his offense tonight. And you just go through and just look for how many easy shots either he created for himself or that even the points of recognition. Like, there was one play that really frustrated me in the third quarter just watching it from afar 
is the fact that so Malachi ran a pick and roll, the Nets switched, and they got Kyrie, who was initially guarding Malachi, switched on to Thad Young, and Thad immediately recognized this, went to the post, sealed Kyrie behind him, put his hand up, right, and was like, yo, this is the play that the, the you've now generated the advantage in the offense. Now you go to that, you, you feed that advantage, and then you play from there, right? Again, simple offense, right? But instead of doing that, Malachi doesn't see what was happening on, on his side of the floor and instead reverses to the other side and then and the Raptors don't have an advantage on the other side. I think Gary probably ended that possession forcing a jumper. And it's like those are the simple plays where as a point guard you probably would never get an assist on that or you probably wouldn't, you know, necessarily um make a highlight trying to feed the post against Thad Young, against Kyrie, who the Nets probably would have probably brought a double team uh, or they probably would have given up the foul at the basket. That's probably not a stat on Malachi's stat sheet, but that's a bad read as someone who is supposed to be leading the offense tonight, right? It's it's not just like the Raptors only, he only had three assists. You know, I think the Raptors as a whole just didn't move the ball well, um, you know, outside of Thad Young. But at the same time, it's like, or even OG, I thought OG moved the ball fine. Like, there are a lot of drives where he was able to make the next pass, and I thought he did a really good job with that. There's even a play where he found OG was in the post in, uh, against a smaller player. Then Jeff Down, who fed OG on that side, cut through under the basket, and OG found him because uh, Jeff's man had his head turned for a second. OG found him with a bounce pass. Jeff was able to go to the basket for a layup. Simple basketball like that, right? I, you know, honestly, Malachi could have even done that and not play, but instead he doesn't f- see the advantage, and he goes the other way, and it's just a bad outcome for the Raptors' offense. But I think that's that's got to be expected, especially with the Raptors being so shorthanded right now. Offensively, it's going to be a real struggle. Defensively, I think, you know, they played hard. They were just also playing sloppy. Um, you can maybe see that improving, especially against teams that, you know, have less firepower than Brooklyn. Like, we can also admit the fact that Brooklyn shot, what's 45% from three. Um, and, and, and it's really hard to contend with them on a night where they do that. But at the same time, you know, the Raptors can sort of generate some offense. They can get on the offensive glass like they did tonight, 23 offensive rebounds. You know, whether it was Chris Boucher or Wancho or, or, uh, Christian Coloco, these guys were always going for the putbacks, always going for the tap-ins, and they actually gave the Nets some problems on that front. Raptors got 23 offensive rebounds. Chris gave you eight. Wancho gave you six. And Christian Coloco gave you you four from the starting group. And, you know, you can kind of, like, hustle your way – into some 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 easier chances like that, or at least recycle some chances. But where you really need to see is the Raptors like get some sort of plan offensively with the players available, so that they can get consistent shots time and time down the floor. Because a lot of the times you're not even seeing the Raptors recognizing where their advantages are and and, and having a coherent plan on offense, which again is understandable because you're missing like uh three of your main your three main playmakers fred pascal and scotty like all of them being out at the same time you don't have your normal backup point guard delano banta pressures actually generates some offense for you although obviously he's not been super efficient this year but still he's a guy who can kind of do it at times you know you're missing a lot of like aggression in your offense but at the same time you still need to find some way to get get those points but that's gonna be an ongoing challenge we're gonna expect to see that from nick nurse and the raptors so long as injuries persist and that's where again you just have to hope that they get some bodies back like the we know the raptors aren't as bad uh as what they saw here tonight um but at the same time like what the reality is you miss some of those players from your group from your starting lineup you're gonna look really 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 um you know labored and tough and this was one of those games where the raptors shoot 35 percent. i mean some of that was helped out by the third unit coming in and 
you know, kept making a couple of plays at the end. Ken Burch got a dunk or Ron Harper Jr. hit two threes. Um, you know, Jeff Down drove baseline for a quick layup. Like, you know, that that's cool. But, like, a lot of that stuff was obviously after the Nets called timeout, Jock Vaughn making sure to take out Katie, making sure to take out Kyrie. You know, those the job was done. And so, yeah, you give up a couple of layups there. Who really cares? Um, but, you know, throughout the course of this game, the Raptors weren't able to generate, you know, enough shots. And it's going to be a struggle like that every single night while guys are out, but they have to find something. And, um, you know, I think the main keys for me are OG's already trying to do as much as he can. This is a tough matchup for him because the Nets do have these big wing defenders um, and some pretty pretty decent shot blocking on the interior that um, it, it's hard to always force it in there. But what you need to see is Gary being more efficient, Malachi being more efficient. And I would say more efficient, like they got to finish more shots. Obviously, that's that, that's easier said than done. But they're not even getting to open shots or even semi-open shots or even rhythm shots like a lot of these are forced you know and that's where you you can't have your starting backcourt taking 20 contested shots in the in the game uh no matter what the circumstances are so i think nick and 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 those two guards in particular need to sort of figure it out and you know when you think about gary in particular um the focus has been on him because of the fact that you know nick kind of called him out and talked about the defense I think Gary had some good moments defensively in terms of, you know, uh, poking the ball free and stealing the ball and, and showing a little bit of toughness defensively. But there are also times where you can clearly tell that he, the, the, the bad habits of gambling come in, including one play, which I thought was so egregious, where the, the play uh, on the offensive ends was Gary, who was open for three, but also a few feet behind the three-point line, takes a three. I don't mind him taking that shot, but the thing is, that shot was an air ball or, or barely grazed the front rim, right? Basically an air ball. The Nets get the rebound and run back and start to run against the Raptors. Gary, obviously, having taken the deep three-point shot, is now one of the first defenders back, and instead of going all the way back and being solid on the transition defense, Gary decides he's literally running back and then runs forward on the play and tries to swipe at KD, KD, being a guy who's, you know, an all-time player in this league, literally just lifts the ball over top of Gary's swipe, hits it ahead, and the Nets get, like, a, a wide-open three or a layup. I forget which outcome. But the point is, that's a that's a gamble you cannot take. You are now single-handedly ruining the, the, the floor balance just for an off chance that you might steal the ball blind from KD. KD's too experienced for that, but more importantly... That's such a big gamble to take, whereas you could have just been solid going back in transition. And I'm sure those are the type of plays where when you're Nick, you're probably thinking about, you know what? I call my guys out. I hold them accountable. The number one thing that when you see the pattern of what Nick has has said about his players when he's called them out is you need to play better defensively. And that is not a good play defensively. And when you go through the film, you can see a lot of instances where there were not good plays defensively. I know there were some really tough covers. That's not an issue uh, in terms of just like, um, you know, for Gary. The thing is like the execution, picking the right moments. You know, again, there are good times. Again, he had three steals tonight, which is nice. I'm sure probably even the deflections probably looked okay or decent, but at the same time, you know, you also have to make the right gambles um, and you can't compound mistakes. You can't airball three and then and then swipe in transition and give up another three the other way. Like it's that's an easy swing for the opponent and it kind of further demoralizes the team a little bit. So um, overall, I think it, it was a decent effort. Um, the Raptors kept it sharp at times and they just couldn't close. Like it's I, I not even close, just continue to be in the game, really. I, I thought the third quarter, like, it just started to feel unfair at times. It's like, damn, the Nets can just give it to Kyrie and he can just like cross over, step back, look so smooth offensively. It's like it's so natural the way he plays versus the way the Raptors play where it's like, let's get OG into the post against three guys. 
he's going to have to make a contested pass on the interior. Uh, someone's going to get an open three, but they'll probably miss it. And then, then uh, Chris has to really rush to the offensive glass for a tip in. If he doesn't get the tip in, then the Raptors really have to scramble back in transition. Like it, the effort that it takes Brooklyn to score versus the, it takes the Raptors to score is night and day. The Raptors make scoring look really tough at times. But then again, again, you, you understand because of the fact that they've had so many injuries. Uh, and a lot of these guys just either don't have it in that main capacity or they're not ready for it at the moment. And uh, hopefully it's the latter rather than the former, but it could very well be just the former. So uh, in order to wrap up, this episode and this recap, I'm going to hand out the three stars for tonight's game. Uh, the first star for me, probably going with Thad Young. <laughs> I honestly like Thad has just been excellent in the starting group. He continues to be so. He missed two corner threes that were wide open. You obviously wish he could hit those, but honestly, you're asking him to do so much on the floor right now. He scored 12 points for you, eight rebounds, five assists, two steals. Thad Young took 10 shots. Not a single one of those was a bad shot. Every single other player on the Raptors took a bad shot at some point, right? You know, but Thad Young uh, takes the right p- shots, makes the right plays, drives in, finishes with the with the scoop layups, um, the distribution out of the post. You know, defensively, he's 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 working hard out there. Um, he's getting after it, and and you know, obviously, not everyone has the same ability as him, and definitely not everyone has the same um, experience as him. Like tonight was his one thousand one hundredth game in the NBA. Just an incredible milestone. So congratulations to Thad. But, like, you can tell that some of the guys on the Raptors just don't know what they're doing in the way that Thad does. And and that's got to be something where, um, I don't know, I, I guess I guess you can't force it. You can't force experience. Uh, you just got to go through them and live it to learn that lesson. But uh, Thad clearly is a guy who knows what he's doing out there. And you, you really come to appreciate his game, especially when the Raptors are down bad. Like, he's in year 16. And not, not to say that Thad Young is, like, so old or whatever. He's, like, 34 is not that old in, in like, you know, real-world terms, right? But at the same time, when you when you look at plays for a guy who's in year 16 at the end of the quarter where the Raptors throw a lob to Thad Young and he's got to finish it midair and, and tip it home, like, that's such an athletic play for a guy who obviously is, you know, past his physical peak like that's that's really really impressive and i think there's just a lot of lessons that other guys will sort of learn from in terms of how to maintain yourself extend your peak and and, and perform at a high level um so that's gonna get the first star second star for me is probably gonna go to og uh 15 points five rebounds four assists two steals had the five turnovers shot seven to 20 from the field couldn't make a three but i, I felt bad for og you know he was working really hard was going to the basket a lot uh, and he just couldn't get calls. Like, I, I thought there were very few calls at the rim tonight anyway. It's not like Brooklyn was getting tons of calls going to the basket. But they're not a go-to-the-basket kind of team, right? They're a team that Kyrie's going to shoot jumpers. KD's mostly going to shoot jumpers. Ben Simmons is going to pretend and make a fake like he's going to drive hard to the basket. But mostly he's going to try to kick out. They're not living at the paint outside of Nick Claxton or whoever is trying to go for putbacks. Um, but OG was making a point to drive, 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 drive. And some of those were, like, not, you know plays where he was able to beat the defense he's mostly trying to muscle the defense but i don't know the way the game was called like you could tell there was frustration from it like nick had multiple times where he called timeouts just to to ream out the official i don't think he was very happy with that crew there were moments where the raptors had three-point plays erased um by the refs twice uh in the span of a few minutes um you know and i'm surprised that nick didn't take a tech he did use a challenge on a drive by og where um ben simmons was moving into og uh, but also they said that OG led with his leg. I mean, I don't know. You can really call that either way. But to me, it's just like, does the contact exist from OG's leg 
if Ben Simmons doesn't move into him, which is a which is a blocking foul, and that would have been an and one. Instead, it's 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 nothing, even upon review. And I think Nick was unhappy with the officials. I think OG was at times frustrated. OG obviously is so stoic most of the time, but you can even see on a play where he made a drive and he got, he got no call, and he just kind of laid on the court there, holding his head, and in in a in just bewilderment, like what is it going to take for him to get a call? All OG did was get an and one, and and for a guy who drove the ball probably twenty times tonight, only one play on an and one is 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 surprising. I, I think Brooklyn played good defense, but I don't know if it was that good. But anyway, OG had, had pretty good stretches, and uh, yeah, I mean, we know he's not the kind of guy to carry the offense, but you know, he did what he could. And then your third star, you can go a lot of places with this one. I'm going to give it to Jeff Downton. Um, I think Wancho probably deserves a better, um, some more credit for this game, considering he had a double-double off the bench, 10 and 10. He had six offensive rebounds, got three steals. Um, but I think I just like seeing Jeff Doughton doing his thing, and I think I probably just want to see more of it, right? I think probably Wancho play better than him. But with Jeff Doughton, it was like the surprise of, obviously, he's been up and down, coming from the G League, ran up to the Raptors. And um, I think I, I like the idea of seeing more from him. I want to see him being more aggressive. You know, I, I think there's more in this offense um that he can kind of go to he's got a little bit of quickness can go to the basket he did leave one layup short but ultimately like i i liked all the shots that he was taking and when you compare his point guard performance you know against malachi's point guard performance it's probably not going to be always better than malachi's but tonight it was much better than malachi's right and you know for him to you know come up from the g league uh and and do that right for a shorthanded raptors team like that that shows me a lot especially when when the guy who started was also really struggling you know, I, I really appreciated the the measured kind of tone that Jeff Down brought to the game. And so I just like to see a little bit more from him um, and, and take his chances more here. And I think that, you know, I, I don't think the Raptors will mind anybody being aggressive so long as they're trying to make the right play and also trying to, to like not take contested shots. Uh, and to be honest, I haven't seen Jeff take a contested shot. So until he does so, be more aggressive. Um, so those are your three stars. Your Gerald Henderson Award winner. Probably go with Ben. Honestly, I was pretty impressed with him. Um, I think Jeff or, or Royce O'Neal, I think, should probably get a, a shout here as well. He got 15 points, four rebounds, seven assists, four steals. Super efficient night from him. He, he all five of his shots were threes that he made. Um, but I just thought Ben Simmons played a really good role for the Nets in the middle of the floor. I think he's trying to back uh, in certain ways. Like I think when Ben is sort of confident in playing his game, he does this. I don't know. I, I having watched Ben a lot, obviously, because he played in Chicago or he played in uh, uh, Philadelphia, and the Raptors played that that playoff series against them. Um, you you notice with Ben Simmons, what he likes to do is like really crowd you and bump you and be physical and be ultra like just crowd you on the perimeter, like almost scare you in a way, right? And he kind of like likes to kind of do that and then kind of back off and then do that and then back off and just kind of like bully you at times. And, you know, that's one of the things where when he has the confidence and he's that being that aggressive defensively, like it does kind of impact your team. And a lot of guys weren't trying to go at him, even though I think when the Raptors did kind of go up and it wasn't like he was always getting the stop. But, uh, yeah, he just played well overall. And, and I think his his passing was a big like connective piece to what the Brooklyn Nets were trying to do offensively. So, um, yeah, 14.6 assists for Ben Simmons with three steals and two blocks. Uh, I thought he he played really well in his role. So uh, that does it for the podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, please continue to rate, review, subscribe. Um, listen to The Raptor Show, which airs Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and also on YouTube and Sportsnet 360. And uh, yeah, hopefully the next game for the Raptors is a little bit easier. Hope that they get some bodies back and, uh, you know, 
just make it a little bit easier to watch because the effort is there, but the execution, sadly, just isn't at the moment.